Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, welcome to Forest Focus. Not in Forest Show. They have some fight left in them, finally, after the defeat to Fulham as they drew 1-1 with Wolves at Molyneux today. We'll discuss the game. We'll discuss Steve Cooper's future after his waves to the crowd. It looked like goodbye, although as me and Chris were saying just now, his interviews, you know, he spoke like he wanted to stay and maybe expected to stay. And uh, Harry Toffler gave some interesting comments as well, suge- suggesting that he and the team are fully behind the manager and grateful to the owner for backing him. So we'll get into all of that uh, with your company for the next half hour or so. As I mentioned, Chris, uh, Chris Elmer from Forest All Over podcast is back with us. How are you doing, mate? I'm good. Uh, thanks very much for having me back. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah, doing no good. Problem. I'm happy. I'm happy after the result. I think it's a decent result. Yeah, I mean, just um, give us your thoughts uh, on the game overall, and that'll branch out into a, a few other topics, no doubt. Well, obviously, we have to talk about the starting lineup to, to begin because um, we started with a, four or five players that would have been considered fringe players, maybe um, in the squad or not in the squad, but fringe players for starting eleven, maybe a few weeks ago. You know, Yakuyate, Yates, Williams, um, you know, all started today. And obviously, Cooper had set up to to put players in that were really going to fight for him. Uh, and they did. They did. They were brilliant. So that was I, I my thoughts initially before the game. I was a little bit nervous, but I was really happy that Cooper kind of took that risk and put players that he knew would fight for him from the off. Yeah, I agree. The team selection was interesting. Um, it was pretty much what I expected, actually. We discussed it on Thursday with um, Prots and Temps, and Temps quite rightly said there's certain players you can't pick. Sangare, Dominguez, Aina. Wasn't at all surprised they were gone. I was a little surprised by the change in goal. I didn't mind it. And Kriate, I didn't really see coming because he's been so far down the pecking order. Um, just in terms of a couple who you thought stood out, um, a couple of people mentioning Nico here. Uh, there was another one as well from Jack I saw. Uh, mentioning wing backs as well, just in terms of the shape um, that we played and Nico, did it look more comfortable and kind of back to our our roots of what kept us in the league last season? 
Yeah, I think it did. And I think it's the kind of the way we have to set up away from home um, when the onus is on the other team to come after us. I mean, uh, we set up uh, with, with a back five, I think, against Chelsea and it seemed to work. Uh, and I think you mentioned on, on one of your podcasts a week or two ago that we have to set up to be hard to beat. Um, and and that's that's certainly what we did. I thought Williams was excellent. I thought he was brilliant. I thought it was, I mean, I thought he was man of the match, to be honest with you. Um, I thought Toffolo was excellent as well. The goal was, of course, Nico to Toffolo. So it was mm-hmm. that sort of wing back thing, almost uh, reminiscent of uh, Alexander Arnold and, uh, and Robertson. Probably a bit of hyperbole there, but still, yeah, no, I thought I thought we set up really, really well, hard to beat, played really well. And on the balance of things, thinking about it, I actually think we probably deserve to win. Yeah. I mean, I think the one frustration is, uh, it's kind of obvious, isn't it? But I think if we have Taiwo fit, we win the game because, you know, Elanga works hard but you can see he's not a nine and um i think if we have taiwo fit we're probably not having any of the conversations we've had in recent weeks but yeah i took a lot from it uh i thought like you say i thought nico was was really good probably his best game for the club toffolo was very solid good you know they got quite high up the pitch as well obviously like you say chris the goal for wing back to wing back is always a good sign and um i thought yates battled hard and the back three defended their goal well. Like, uh, Bolly was poor on the ball, but he did defend well. Um, Murillo's injury is a bit of a concern. Um, what did you think? I thought the only weird thing with the team section when I saw them line up, I thought Murillo should have been on the left of the three and carrying the ball more than the Akate. But is that that's quite a minor gripe, do you think? Yeah, I I assumed that it was just a mistake on the Google lineup when I saw it. I was like, oh, Murillo was obviously going to the left. Um, so I, th- I thought the same thing, but uh, he's so good on the ball that I, I think even if he's just slightly out of position in defence, it doesn't matter. And, and maybe it's more useful to have uh, Niakate uh, further left. I, I thought Kuyate was the one that surprised me because he's rarely starting for us. And, and we don't know how many minutes he has in him. Obviously, he came off injured but i thought he was brilliant in the first half at, at chopping up play very unlucky not to get a goal obviously um latching onto that ball but i i, I thought it was it was it was an interesting uh smart uh semi-defensive sort of setup um today and i thought it, it paid dividends um because it's a good result against wolves one off i think yeah i mean create uh he did he did a solid job i thought he would have come off at half time because he was injured i mean in the half time whistle had his hands on his knees yeah. Uh, and he should have done better with that chance. That was a frustration because we dug in and we you know, we, we knew we weren't creating any chances. He didn't make the most of it. Um, the other player I wanted to single out, I thought Oro Mangala was really good, especially second half. We, I, I thought, I messaged, uh, people, speaking to people in the tunnel in the concourse at half-time saying, you know, yeah, we dug in, but we were ostensibly playing championship football. But second half, I thought, we played a lot better football. The quality wasn't amazing. Um, uh, as I've said on here, a lot of, I've got Wolves friends and they, they said it was a championship quality game. I thought we were a bit better than that second half. And, you know, we should have probably gone on to win. Toffolo's header was a good chance. But a lot more positive than negative. A lot of anger after the Fulham game. But the reception uh, in the stands at full time was overwhelmingly positive. Uh, and obviously it was for the manager um what did you make of the manager um i don't know how much you saw on tv the way he waves the crowd it felt like a goodbye to me and that was probably the other big topic did you did you get the sense that it was him you know recognizing it was the end for him or, or not i did initially think that but i think 
the larger conversation about just his goodbye or his wave goodbye or him going to the fans is that we, we always take a lot of these things out of context. We're looking for any bit of the story to fit the jigsaw puzzle together. You know, um, there was obviously loads of rumors swirling around in the week about McKenna and Warrell. There was rumors that um, Cooper was already gone and they were just lining up his replacement, but we don't actually know anything really. Like, so I don't know if it was a goodbye or if it was him just showing some respect after what happened on Wednesday. He always goes to the fans as one of my friends messaged me already goes, yeah, Cooper always drags the, the players over to the fans. But, Obviously, I think with the weight of everything that's going on, it did feel a little more like a, a, a goodbye. But I think, you know, if we're to take everything that's written uh, online or in the papers, wherever it was, it was said after the Fulham game that Cooper had one more game to prove himself. And on the balance of things, if that is to be true, this was his one more game. I think he did prove himself. I think he had a brilliant performance. We could have won the game. We had a host of chances. And... Yeah, I just hope it's not good boy. Yeah, uh, a couple of people in the comments uh, I saw uh, saying uh, Cooper said it wasn't a goodbye. Uh, and there was another one, uh, I think, from Oscar that I saw. Literally, I got into my house at like 7.25, got stuck on the motorway getting back. And the first thing I said to Chris was, is Cooper still manager? So uh, I got, that guarantees I haven't seen his interview. But that is interesting that He's you say me. that. because. He scared me. I, I went, what do you mean? You're meant to know more than me. So I was like, "Did you know something I don't know?" When I started looking at my phone. <laughs> no, I legged, yeah. I legged it in um, yeah. straight. All I've done is uh, make a cup of tea and then log on here. But um, I mean, on Wednesday, I felt like it was the end. I felt it, you know, but sort of felt he'd run out of road because I think you kind of got the feeling the owner wants to move on, and like he said himself at the end of last season, if there was someone better, he'd have appointed them by now. Mm. Um. But now the kind of the question is, is it the end, really? I suppose that's the big thing. The fans in the stand were so behind him, and most of the people in the comments here I can see are, you know, still firmly backing him, saying he should get the Spurs game. Mm, I know you're relentlessly pro yeah. pro Steve Cooper. You you feel like he can still turn this around now if he gets a chance. Yeah, I do. And I know that people are gonna say I shouldn't talk about last season, but um some of this season has a very last season feel to it. You know, we lose four 0 at Leicester. We then dig in. He gets a contract, and we draw with with Villa, uh, and we we sort of start again and revive ourselves. I think we lost to Arsenal after that, but we beat Liverpool not long after. I think this is kind of that similar moment. We lose five 0 away to Fulham. All is lost, and then all of a sudden we we get a, a plucky draw at, at Wolves to a team who are who, who are who are looking good at the last few weeks. I know they lost to Arsenal and Fulham, but they 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 have looked good. Um, and I just think, yeah, I just I'm I just believe that he's the one to turn it around not it's not a sentimental thing it's not an emotional thing obviously there is emotion and sentiment attached to it but i, I actually believe logically this is our best choice if we bring a new manager in uh, in these run of the next few games we play newcastle man united spurs and then he's, it starts to go downhill fairly fast we're going to be unsettled and then we'll have a bit of a nightmare of a season in my opinion um and i, and I don't know what the alternatives are like we're throwing names out there as if they're definitely going to come to us um, I think we should we need to stick with him because I think he's proved last season that he can he can turn things around. Even in the last three days, all was completely lost, and he's managed to get a draw away from home at, at a reasonably talented Wolves side. You know. Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting comment I see from Danish Road about we need to make a decision. This thing about he's got one more match, like like Prud said on Thursday, what does one more match prove? You know, you're either. I feel like you have to if you're going to get rid of Cooper, then you're going to have to. You know, if the owner wants rid, get you know. Get rid if you really want to get rid and bring someone else in. Bring if you want if you want Julian Lopetegui to have the job, 
and you probably need to do it now because we can't drag it out and go into January with, with all this uncertainty. So I do get that argument as well. I think I saw uh, a comment from, I, th I think it was Liam, saying, you know, talented players were thrown under the bus today to go for Cooper picks. And I, I, I mean, I, I pretty much, I do kind of reject some of the premise there. Yes, they're talented, but, you know, they they threw Cooper under the bus in return on, on Wednesday, some of these players. It was, you know, the fact Sangare and Dominguez and Olorena weren't in, I think that spoke volumes to me. The goalkeeping situation is different, but the fact the outfield was had six changes kind of showed a lot of it was part tactical, but part personnel and personality in a sense for maybe, do you think? Yeah, and I, I like when I, obviously there's a lot of talent on the bench, but as um, JJ, he's from the Miss Rowling podcast, he, he actually said to me, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. It's the fam famous old saying, the cliche, and that's the truth. You know, we, we had the talented players in on Wednesday and they didn't do it for us and we took them out today and we saw some fight. And even if we'd lost the game today, I think I'd have been happier with, with the personnel that we're in. Um, those... <laughs> The, the difficult thing is those two specific players, Dominguez and Sangare, three or four weeks ago, I was preaching about how they were the best part of our midfield with Mangala. Obviously, Mangala is our best midfielder right now. But I was pre I was preaching that that was our trio. That was the one we needed. That was what we needed for this game. Um, I think I even mentioned that before the Vulham game, that we should play those three in the midfield. Things just changed so fast. And Cooper today needed fighters on the pitch and people that were going to get stuck in, in an away battle to get something from the game. Kuyate and Yates are most certainly that. Uh, I think he made the right call. Mm. Yeah, and I, I thought they rewarded him uh, in terms, particularly like Nico Williams, obviously the right back. The situation's been a bit ridiculous with all the chopping and changing, but Nico put in a really, yeah, a, a solid performance. It's interesting where we go with those players. I think I saw Greg Oram in the comments mentioning, where do you go with Sangare now? I suppose you just have to leave them on the bench, don't you, and reintegrate them. So let's assume Steve Cooper's manager um, on against Tottenham. I think you go with the same, pretty much the same eleven. I don't think I'd change it unless there's a need to with fitness and injury. Would you? Um, I don't know. Things change fast. Like I said, I, the thing is, do we really know what's going on with Sangare? I mean, he do, mm. he, he didn't play well on Wednesday. Um, he didn't play well on on the Saturday before. Um, but do we really know? Like, has he lost confidence? I mean, are him and Steve Cooper having conversations where say, listen, we need you to be in this position more. Uh, we need to build the team more around you. Do, we need you to pick up your confidence. Like, there, there's so many conversations that are ha happening that we don't know about. And Sangari could start on Friday and have a really good game. And then not all is forgiven, but some is forgiven. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think, I like to think we could set up, obviously Mangala would start, but I like to think one of those two players could have a good week in training and come back and prove themselves uh, to Cooper on, on Friday. And a couple of people writing in your comments saying, you know, Sangari had had a virus the week before that Cooper had said knocks him about. I, think, I don't think he trained before the Everton game. And also, I think, Chris, like Mark Southern said this last week, around Sangare, you might get more out of him with three, but three behind him and we look a bit more secure and you can let him bed into the Premier League more and not have to be that defensively dominant midfielder I know people hate three at the back and hate us sitting deep but I mean uh, I still think it's it's a matter of getting points on the board now isn't it teams below us are getting points and if three at the back is our best formation and it's a bit ugly then for the moment I suppose that's the way 
we've got to go, haven't we? Definitely. Be ugly. Be be sheer bloody ugly. Get, get set up to be hard to beat. You said it yourself. Set up to be hard to beat. We, we've stopped the rot four losses in a row, trying to play formations where we were trying to, to be attacking and trying to get forward, but it, it, it hasn't worked. Do what we did today. We'll grind out some results, and then we can reassess in the new year once we get through this this really rough period of games and this rocky rocky period. Um, I think we got yeah. I think we have to set up that way. And you're right at that, that point about Sangari sitting sitting just in front of the a uh, back three. It actually might help him a lot. I mean, even with the back four the other week, he, he was pretty good against. I mean, a few weeks ago, sorry, he was he was fairly good against West Ham. I thought he had a really good game that day actually, um, and he is capable. I think he's lacking confidence, and I think a back three might complement us, to be We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Fair. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah, he played well around Villa and West Ham, I think, I remember. West Ham, he released Gibbs White to score that goal, and he was a bit Ch- more progressive. challenging as well. He made, he made the challenge to create that as well. He got stuck yeah. in, won the ball yeah. back, and then laid it forward for Gibbs White, and, you know, we're one nil up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's only the last couple of games where he's just really like, pass it back to the right back, pass it back to the right back. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, know, I was really annoyed at his performance the other day, but I wouldn't write him off. I wouldn't write any player off. I think you have to just reintegrate them at the right time slowly. But um, you kind of wonder what the owner thinks about having uh, millions and millions of pounds worth of players sat on his bench and the Greek first choice keeper binned off. I mean, what did you make of the choice to change goalie? I, well, I, I I wanted Turner to start. That was my, I think I sent you, my predicted 11 before the game, you and did, it had yeah. Turner in it. I, I just think we needed a bit of passion. Turner is someone who's, um, he's he's not going to down tools. He, he's been on the bench before with Arsenal. He's been through it. Uh, and then he, he's come in knowing his role, played well, and then got dropped, and his head's, his head's not dropped. And I think you need that kind of player. Um, and I actually thought he had a really solid game, to be honest. I thought he was... He read the game quite well. He didn't have any magnificent saves, but he read the game quite well. I think we kind of needed that because, um, and sometimes it's good to pull players out who've conceded a few goals. You know what I mean? It's good. To, it's good to pull Vlakadamos out. It's good to pull Sangaria. It's good to pull Dominguez out when they've had some bad games. Just take them out and 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 um, 
not necessarily protect them, but you know what I mean? It's good to, to take players out of the team when they're a little bit off form and then they can come back fighting in, in a couple of game weeks' time. Yeah, I mean, this sums up um, this year's uh, for me. Like, I mean, I said this to my mate in the car, uh, who's a Wolfstone, who's asking me about the team, and I, I had to deal with him pre-match. Like, McConnell is the only keeper I can, can remember who's played a consistent run of games for Forest. Barely made a save, but barely made a, barely made a rick either. He's just kind of... He's just been there. I know like people don't like XG, but the XG he should have conceded in the time he's played is 4.5 and he's conceded nine goals. So you can sort of see why the change was made in that sense, can't you? Yeah, I, I can. I do think that that's more to do with our defence. And I mean, that's an obvious statement for me to make, but I think I don't think Turner or Odysseus have been particularly bad um, no. or, or particularly brilliant. I think they both do a reasonably good job. Uh, I think, it's just sometimes you need to switch up a, a personnel to get, you know, to get some fight in the team. And I felt like his, his head would have been dropped as well. He's, con- he's after conceding, what, eight, nine, nine goals in three games or something. I don't know. Like, not, is it nine goals in three games? So his head, so, his yeah. head. It, yeah, exactly. It's good to have someone in, someone who's got a bit, a bit of confidence or who's fighting for their place in Turner. Um, someone's just written Turner is number one in there. I see that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who our number one is, but I think it was a good choice today to put him in. I don't know who our number one is either, which is obviously a, a problem. I mean, Turner's got the shirt now, so he should have it for the next game. His kicking is bang average at best. You know, he's not. His kicking he's, is he's not a, Premier League quality. He's awkward on the ball, I, and I, I, yeah. I said this before. I don't know what it is, is it, because he, he didn't play football till a later age. Am I right in saying that he didn't really start? I think he football. started. He was like fourteen or something. Yes. Yeah. So as as if you play football, right? As a kid, you learn technique younger, and then it, 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 you you work on it, and then when you're older, you play for teams or whatever. With him, he didn't. So, it, yeah, I'm always worried when he's on the ball. I'm always like, oh gosh, he's gonna. Even when he has a first touch pass as well, I'm like, oh no, please. But um, no, it, it seems to work out. Apart from, of course, that Liverpool game, which was which was just one big mistake. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think you got to give him the, the shirt for the next game. Definitely, you have to. Yeah, you have to. yeah, I agree. Neither of them. Are- command their box massively and Lacodemos is probably a bit better with his feet but for now yeah it's Turner for me I assume you're going to say that Nico Williams deserves to keep his place now and have an extended you know couple of couple more games and a chance to cement his shirt because he I mean, was he your man of the match today or not yeah he was man of the match today definitely um I, I do sometimes see him uh get forward or get caught out a couple of times in the first half he was caught out and I wonder, you know, who's who's he going to be competing against with Spurs? It's not going to be Brennan, is it? Brennan will be the other side. Yeah. So ben, no, no, Brennan plays on the left. Kulusevski on the right. right for them. Oh, okay. Well, then, in, in that in that case, um, that'll be an interesting battle. And maybe because Nico knows Brennan, it might be a, a good choice to put him in. But um, yeah, I, I think yeah, play him again. Play the players that are going to fight. And he fought today. He was man of the match. Play him again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, and Toffolo equally was really good there's a bit of a debate in the comments this going back to the age-old debate about the style of football and whether we've stepped up to the the style of the premier league and if the football's boring do you think the football's boring and are you bothered if it is um i've always maintained you know growing up watching forests i've always maintained i don't care as long as we get the results i've always been like that you know obviously it's nice to watch good flowing football but uh, so i'm going to try and get that hat off for a second yeah like we should be playing better football but it is our second season in the premier league and 
um not to harp back to comparisons again like leads we we need to we need to be careful and just focus on grinding out results and keeping ourselves ourselves in there the next couple of years and then we can build um the football is boring but there's been so many changes of personnel it's hard to create an identity um and 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 play a certain way that's gonna i don't know light up the stance on a friday night but i think I, I just don't, I'm sorry, I don't care. I just want the results, you know? I know it sounds bad, I just, I don't care, you know? I no. care about the question. I just don't care about it, whether it's good or bad, as long as we get, as long as we get, as long as we get points on the board, I don't care. Yeah, and I suppose, I mean, we obviously have struggled to get points on the board, but the question is, over the season, will we get enough points? And, I mean, for me, talk of finishing top 10 is is, is gone and irrelevant, really. I mean, we, maybe we could, but I don't. I don't see it. I mean, I'm back to being seventeenth is all that matters to me. I know that's really negative, but you see, Sheffield United won today. Burnley got a draw. Luton pushed Arsenal. They're adapting to the Premier League, so yeah. you know, let's not run before we can walk. Let's just make sure we stay in the Premier League. And Bournemouth beating Man United three 0 It's a bit of an awakening, isn't it? That you know. If we can dig out points, then fair enough for me. Yeah, a lot of these teams are picking up results. Um, Bournemouth have won. I think Bournemouth haven't lost in five Premier League games. I think they've won four out of five Premier League games. Uh, home to Newcastle, away to uh, Man United today. So I, I, I think they're going to be safe just because they, they, they seem to go on. Uh, have gone on a little bit of a run, and I think they could probably do that again. Um, although I was, I was, you know, five games ago they were what second from bottom of the league. So, uh, I, yeah, we do have to, we do have to look at, uh, at this realistically and say, look, seventeenth is fine. It is fine. Like, it, it, what's the difference between fifteenth and seventeenth? Two places and a few million quid. Like, seventeenth is fine. I, I like Everton look like they've they've turned their season around, even with the ten point deduction. I, I, I think we need to just pick up results. It's going to sound negative as well. Just get to that 35-40 again and just build on in, into next season. We need, we desperately need consistency uh, over a long period of time in order to, to climb the table. Um, yeah, I, I think 17th is fine as well. Yeah. So, well, 17th is like the bottom of fine, isn't it? I mean, we'd love to finish yeah. a bit higher. And I think the owner expects to finish higher. But uh, it's like Prutz was saying on Thursday about being realistic and incrementally improving. The frustration of the owner, understandably, is you spend 200 million quid, you don't expect to be one place and three points higher, you expect to be significantly higher. But then every Premier League team's got, you know, pretty good players in it. The question is, can we finish a bit higher? That's one for the, the future. I mean, looking more immediately now with Spurs, Spurs are playing Newcastle tomorrow, which will kind of influence the conversation through the week. Um, but they're, they're on a sticky run of form themselves. They've got a lot of injuries. Obviously, Romero's back in the squad, but they're still without Van der Ven and um, Benton Coors gone again and Madison. Can you see us coming off this game and getting something against Spurs? Maybe, well, maybe not a win. Well, maybe a win, but, you know, get a point at least against Spurs on Friday night. Well, they're they're on the same run of form that we are. They've lost four and drawn one in the last five games. Um, they've They've got so many personnel. They've got very talented forwards, you know, Son, Kulisewski, Brennan, as we know. But they, 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 their defense is less. I know Romero. Is he back in Romero? He's back. Yeah, he scored. They, they, they've game, been yeah. struggling. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think we definitely have an opportunity, and and I think we have an opportunity to get our home form back. 
um, on Friday. Um, but, you know, the expectation shouldn't be we have to beat Spurs. You know, it should be, right, let's just try and dig in a good performance and get a result, be it a point or three, because uh, they are a good team, even without Madison. Um, and they are a very dangerous side. But I, I think we have a, a, a good a good chance of giving it a good go. Uh, let me break off for a minute because I forgot in the rush getting back here and legging up the stairs to plug our sponsor. So I should do that as ever uh, and say thanks to the Trent Navigation. They're doing an offer that you will absolutely love, Chris. Uh, England at the Euros, you can get discount tickets. Uh, obviously, if you're not going to tournament and you want to... Uh, <laughs> as a proud Irishman, you've got absolutely no interest in this at all. So I'll put it uh, back up. You can get uh, tickets to the group games, uh, three for the price of two. Uh, it's Serbia on June the 16th, Denmark on June the 20th, Slovenia on June the 25th. The link to get your tickets discount is in the comments for the video and I'll put it in the uh, audio link as well. Are you coming over for that, Chris? Uh, no, I won't be. I won't be going anywhere because Ireland won't be in the tournament. Because <laughs> we no. had a drastic, uh, horrendous run for the last two years. So, yeah, no. Um, but, yeah, good luck to anyone who wants to go watch this in the Euros. There's a, yeah, yeah, there's a, probably a few Irish watching. We're grateful for sport, obviously. Um yeah, a lot of Irish fans. Well, not the night for it, but I'll get you to tell me your, for its origin story uh, at, at some point. Um, a lot of the time, we've come away from games and said, oh, two points dropped, we've blown it. Obviously, we led in this one. I, it didn't feel like two points dropped to me. It felt like a point gained. But how did you view it? Definitely a point gained. I think, you know, on a camera, was it 30 minutes or something when they scored, 35 minutes when they scored their goal? I thought, oh, here we go. You know, because they kind of carved us open for the goal. It was, it was, an, I think it was a nice little overlap and just ball passed into the back of the net. Um, but no, I don't think so at all. I think we needed a goal. But we, we hadn't scored in the last two games. Um, and I think we were desperate to get a goal. And even though we scored early, I didn't think, oh, we can hang on to the end. I did think Wolves would eventually get a goal. I thought they'd score more in the second half, to be honest, um, which sounds negative, but I felt like we needed another one to get something from the game. So no, it's not two points dropped. I mean, this whole thing of you know losing games from winning positions is it's a fair point you look at spurs they've lost what 14 points or something from winning positions now and it's it's really hurt them but um in a game an away game against a team like wolves you have to kind of take the lead you know you have to take the lead you have to you have to do something because if you don't they'll punish you and i thought it was i thought it was a good result and uh, no i felt good about it i know it sounds weird but i felt good i just wanted to stop the rot we have yeah, and that was the thing. We had moments like that last season as well, didn't we? Obviously, Aston Villa at home after losing to Leicester when we got that really ugly point. And there's moments within seasons that can be a catalyst. Like Obviously, even within this game, like you say, not conceding after the equaliser was something. I don't know if this is going to be the turning point. I feel like there's still a lot of cracks in the team. But the big thing now is just to maintain performance, isn't it? And, you know... We can't ever see that Fulham game again. That's got to be, I mean, you know, once you hit, that's got to be rock bottom, rock hasn't it? It's got yeah. to be up from here. Yeah, no, it, it does. And I think uh, also, I keep saying the bigger picture, but the bigger picture is this season, um, we've, we've played some really tough games already early on in the season away from home. We have Liverpool, United, Chelsea, City, Arsenal. We've also played two more away games than home. Am I right in saying that? As of now, probably. <laughs> I'll yeah. trust you. 
Yeah, I, th- I think we have. I think we have. Now, when our home form went out the window a couple of a, 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 a couple of weeks ago, you know, it was a bit. It felt like a bit of a disaster because we were going into these two away games and our away form's poor. But no, I think yes, there is a bit of papering over the cracks. Yes, these players have a lot to learn. Um, but I, I'm just happy we're semi back on track. You know, we stopped the rod a little bit, and now we've two home games to come. And we always have opportunities in the home games. Always, we you know, we lost the last couple by a, a single goal each. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm fine. I'm hopeful. I'm, as a Forest fan, I'm always hopeful. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. What I think we have to do at home now, I think we've really tried to run before we can walk at home, and we've not found a way to um, break teams down. We, that's been a real weakness of ours. Like the Luton game was a bit different because we created a lot of chances. But Sheffield United and Burnley, we didn't didn't perform at all well. Everton, we fell so into their trap of just you know making it an ugly, horrible game against Spurs. I think it's a game where you have to sit deep, isn't it? Because if you give Son a high line, as we saw at Man City, him and Brennan will absolutely they'll rip us apart. So actually, it feels to me like a decent matchup if if we perform and show the grit and fight that we at least showed today. Then I feel like we've got a chance. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We've got to do what we did well against Villa. Um, we, we had an assignment. It was give them space out wide with Dinier. He'll swing balls in, minimize chances, take our opportunities and, and try and walk away with a clean sheet, which is what we did. With this game, I think we played a back four that day. With this game, probably back five is favorable. And we just got to frustrate them. And I think we do have an opportunity to, to get something from the game if we do that. We have to frustrate them. We have to stop teams from scoring against us. Like it's as simple as that. We have to. We can, we we can't. I can't see a clean sheet in sight, and we, we we desperately need one. So, yeah, I think we've just got to do the things that we can know we can do well. Um, and you know, look at Mangala for example. He's a player who has probably played well in 80, 90 percent of the games he's played this season. If we can get that from most of the other players in our team, I think I think we have a big chance against Spurs, but we, it's hard to stop Son. He's 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 always in the right place at the right time. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, I think Liam's right here. We still don't see attacking patterns of play, and we didn't carry a massive threat. Everything was on the break, trying to pounce on mistakes. We're still way off where we should be or where we need to be. I think, though, if we get through the next three games then the January window opens and we have to buy smart. We don't have to buy massive like numbers, but we ha- if we can go out and buy a striker of Taiwo's quality, very difficult to do in January. But do you think if we can get that, then this will maybe just start to come back together and we won't... By then, I don't think we'll be in the relegation zone, but you know, we can definitely turn this around with smart business in January, regardless of who the manager is. 
Yeah, like the obvious hole as a striker. We we knew even going into the season because Taiwo was injured last season. We knew we we might have to manage his load again this season. We knew he potentially. We didn't think this would happen, but we, we knew that Wood and Origi weren't necessarily, you know, the answer in terms of backups for Taiwo. So we do need a striker. Um, it's hard to because in my head I'm wondering: do we need in January? Do we need to get a defender or a midfielder? Or but, but we've got so many defenders and so many midfielders now. And, you know, like I said, two weeks ago, I thought that the trio was our, our brand new, brilliant midfield. I don't know. I, I think, yeah, the obvious thing is we need a striker. Simple as that. Mm. We, we, need, we need a striker in January. And I think we should put all our effort and all our chips in uh, paying for a really good one. Um, we don't need an influx of players like last January. We had another, did we have nine or 10 players in January? Last January? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, twenty-two, so. uh, starting to thirty, eight. We got, yeah, didn't we? yeah, and 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 that was sort of to cover injuries as well, which was fair enough. But then we, you know, we I think we got another thirteen in the summer this year, thirteen, fourteen. So I think we just need to focus on getting the right, the right, um, the right, the, the right type of player, and and a striker is kind of what we need. Yeah, I don't know where we look for that to be honest, but we found Taiwo in Germany, and he's been brilliant. So. Yeah, and we need to ship ship players out as well. Yeah, like these yeah. loans that you know we've Santos. just got a surplus. Yeah, yeah. not don't disrespect him. He just he's just got to go. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. Um, and defensively, um, is there anyone? I mean, I know McKenna and War look like they're going in January, but um, you know, I'd like to see. Maybe it's because I'm Irish. I'd like to see Omabamadeli get 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 in the team at some stage, get a run. But uh, Niakate Murillo. Bali and Felipe seem to be the rotation at the moment that will work. You know, a lot of experience in there, uh, particularly Felipe and Bali. I thought Felipe did well when he came on today, actually. So, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And we've got like Tavares, Montiel, Origi. Montiel, yeah. They could all really, they could move on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, this is an interesting comment from John. This is streams a bit all over the place. I appreciate. I've made no notes. It's a bit free. We're trying, trying to be led by what you guys are saying in the comments. Sangai will come good. Look how much better Danilo and Mangala were after time to adapt. Yeah, I think that's probably probably fair. The thing that you always expect, though, Chris, is a base level of effort, and I don't think yeah. we saw that on Thursday. That's what. That's the real gripe with him. But you have to make allowances for quality and adaptation over time. But as long as the players are putting a shift in as they were today, I think fans are understanding, aren't they? Yeah, and, and that's a good point about um, Mangala and Danilo. Mangala was in and out of the team uh, at certain points last year, um, but we we knew by, by the look of him, technically he's a very talented player and he's come good now this year. Danilo, I can't even remember, it was such a whirlwind. Was he poor when he first came in? I don't think so. I think he kind of hit the ground running. He was, he was in and out of the team, wasn't he? He had that game against oh, okay. Leeds. He came in against Man United in the Carabao Cup. People can correct me in the comments if I'm wrong about this. And he was really bright. Then he had that game against Leeds where they just ran all over him because they were playing that intense style. And then he came back into the team. I thought he finished the season really well. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's, he's obviously he's been in the team and been injured um, the last couple of months. I think Sangari is look, look, Sangari's a good player. There's no question. He's, he's a, he was a Champions League player last season. He's a good player. Um we just need to figure out what's going on. He, uh, you know, like you said, he had a virus a week or so ago. But I don't know. He's been, he's been in, use him. As yeah, well, he's been inconsistent. We? He's been inconsistent, yeah. and I just yeah. we need to get that consistency. And Mangala is a midfielder that's now had a run of consistent games. If we can sort of see that from Sangare, then all of a sudden, so, so all of a sudden, it'll come together. Um, 
Dominguez is slightly hard done by. I know on Wednesday, I, you know, I, I was complaining about him saying that he wasn't, you know, working as hard as the others. But you know, he 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 came in pretty well and started started pretty well. I think he scored in, in his home debut, um, and he 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 has been good. But we need to we need to figure out how to use him as well. He's another player that we need to figure out how to use, and um, maybe this switch in formation will help that. Yeah, Dominguez and Aina sum up or characterize the last month for me. Like they were so good when they came in. Uh, and but then the last few games they've fallen off a cliff, um, and uh, as have we. But hopefully in time you can bring them back in. It's the question is, does the manager trust them? Because uh, he obviously didn't trust them enough to pick them today. But you can, either, you know, there's always a way back for footballers uh, if they are willing to knuckle down. And ho- hopefully these lot are. A couple of people questioning Danilo in terms of his quality. Uh, you know. Yeah, saying he hasn't done anything this season. Uh, he's only ever looked good at the end of last season. He's been. Uh, I don't think he's been as season. good. He's been, he's been in and out of the team this season. Like he's been injured, so mm. he hasn't had a chance to really show. You know, he's been coming off the bench and stuff. So yeah, um, sorry to jump on that. I just, I just, I think we he, he he we need to give him a bit more time to bed back into the squad after being out. You know. True, true. Uh, there are 500 people watching, which is great. Do us a favour, and if you can, like and subscribe. Uh, I was my, Hopefully my mic's not muted when I do this, because I've done this video. Uh, so do us a favour and like and subscribe. I also spent about two hours trying to do one of those little videos that does a pop-up thing, uh, but I couldn't get it to work with the, with the software. So It's uh, fascinating it watching you start this whole thing and, and use technology. I think you had your daughter doing a TikTok for you the other day and stuff. Was that right? She gets, uh, does she get, what does she get a video? She wanted 50p a video or something. I don't Do know, it. but we've only. She's probably better than both of us at technology, so. Oh, yeah, she's better than me with it. Yeah, she set up the account and everything for me. So, yeah, uh, she, it'll be well worth a 50p a video, especially if we only put two up this week so I can afford a pound, certainly. Um, any final thoughts before we uh, move on or just duck into a couple more comments from the questions? Anything in particular about what you want to see in the next week, apart from Steve Cooper still manager? Just want to see more fight, more of what we saw today. Um, you know, I think the Everton and Brighton games were really bad performances. Uh, they lacked a little bit of fight, but but Wednesday was horrible. Uh, I don't want to see that ever again. Um, and today we saw it. That's all I want to see. It's a bit of fight. I think Cooper will get the best of the squad eventually. I think he will. But it, when players down tools like that on Wednesday, and that was a big game. We were all going into that thinking Cooper had to win that game. Uh, and he got hammered 5-0. And had to go drag the players over to the to the stands to apologize to the fans. I don't want to see that again. So I just want to see fight the next few games. They're not going to be easy games. Bournemouth are winning away from home now, all of a sudden, beating Palace and Man United back to back away from home. Um Spurs, they're a tricky team. You know, we didn't do particularly well against them last season. Man United, Newcastle, all these games coming up, they're not going to be easy. The the the, the final point I want to leave it on is, you know. This is one of those points in the season where we really need to come together, not only as a fan base, but, um, uh, well, no, as a fan base, we need to come together. We, we can't be divisive because things will just hit rock bottom. Things will get toxic fast. We need to be stick together, regardless of what happens with the manager. As a fan base, we need to just stick together because with Cooper, I look down at the touchline whenever I'm at a game or even on the screen, I think, right, if, if there's something going wrong, I'm assured that he's going to do something to change it. And we have that trust in him because it's been built up over the last two years. If he goes, I think that 
that trust disappears and all of a sudden you have a new manager you have to build the trust again and when when things go wrong in the middle of a game you, you've no one to to sort of look to uh, and i think as fans we've never been more together than we have in the last two or three years so we we need to stick together yeah, well, you actually led to what I was going to say because we're back. We feel like we're back now to Cooper in, Cooper out. There's so many comments just saying that, which is uh, a bit of a shame, but probably inevitable because people are probably quite embedded in their opinions. I honestly don't know the answer. I mean, obviously, I'd love the manager to succeed. But the question is, will, uh, the answer I don't know is, will he still be manager on Friday? Uh, and I don't, I don't know. I think we'll follow. We're just going to have to. It's on the whim of the owner, and we'll see. Uh, what happens in the next few days? I still think if he thinks there's someone better out there, or if he's found someone, then I think he'll probably uh, move on. Everyone's saying Lopetegui, uh, so we'll see in the next few days. I mean, that's a big, a big debate. You're shaking your head. I'll tell us before you come in. Obviously, like you, a lot of Wolves fans I know from growing up back that way. Uh, a couple were a bit negative on him in terms of you know he bailed on the club for whatever reason, and the football wasn't amazing. But it was effective. And then the lad I went for a beer before the game said, look, the guy's won the Europa League and managed Spain and managed Real Madrid. He's no mug and he'll do a good job for you if he comes in. So, I don't know. Do you want to come on that quickly? Because he's not manager yet. Yeah. It feels a bit strange. Look, but cool. look, look, he's a good manager. Like, there's no like, there's no question. Like, the, he is a good manager, but sometimes that doesn't always work for a, a certain group of players. Um, and it might not work for the owner after a few months if he, he, he sort of... Um, if he if he if he kicks off like he did with Wolves last season, I mean, how long was he with them? He was doing well. How what, was he six months? About eight eight months. I think he came in the October, didn't he? I think. Yeah, we need consistency. Like I don't think we like that's the main thing. I I do think we need consistency. You know, I, dare I say this? Chris Hutton was a really good manager before he came to Nottingham Forest, right? And then he came and it didn't work. It was a disaster. Um, and you know, Lapetegi is a whole different level. But it, it's, I just think. The grass is always greener. I don't think he's a bad manager. I think he's good. And I, I we could definitely have those conversations if something happens to Cooper. We start talking about who who could potentially come in. But I think we need a project and I think we need to build. And if we want to be like Brighton, we need our Graham Potter and we need to build before we move on to our Deserby. You know? Uh, yeah. I, and that that topic, that sound right there, probably opens up another hour of conversations that you know people have on Twitter all over the weekend, but we can't really have them now. Um there's a couple of funny, this is funny, I don't know if this is right or not, but I'll check it after. Mangala tweeted about not wearing a shirt, because I dug, not because I dug him out, but because people dug him out after the Fulham game for uh, swapping shirts with, I think it must have been Castagna as a Belgian teammate, but that was pretty, that, yeah, fair play to him. Like I say, I think he was excellent staying back to his best. So it was that bit in the second half where he, he oh. swiveled and beat about three players and opened up. A little Maradona churn, and uh, yeah, yeah. He, he seems to be able to get himself out of tight spaces with ease. And uh, even, even in the game against Fulham, there was one point where he beat three players down the middle and then just started an attack. Um, he's really coming to his own, and, and his confidence is built. He, he's he's been brilliant. Um, obviously, I don't like the fact that any player swaps shirts in, in the middle or after a game and then goes, well, I don't really mind to be honest. I'm, I'm not, it's he, if he's performing the way he is, he can do what he wants. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because yeah, he's been brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I thought, yeah, he's a player of the season so far. And um, probably, I know we said Nico was man of the match, but our most technically proficient player uh, on the day and really dictated that second half. And I thought we were definitely the better team and certainly deserved at least a point and probably should have won, won the match, I think. 
Right. Uh, I think we'll leave it there. It was very freewheeling, but it was kind of led by the, the chat, which is what these post-match streams are, are going to be, uh, hopefully. And uh, grateful people for joining us a couple of hours after the final whistle. I don't normally go to every game, certainly not away games, but it was a good experience to be uh, in the away end uh, as a fan. Fans loud. Fans loud. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. The, the only problem was, I mean, it was toxic on the pitch at Fulham. It was toxic off the pitch in the sand because someone behind me uh, had an absolutely wrong gut. I don't know who it was, but it absolutely <laughs> stank. That's a disaster. That's I know. A oh, I know. No. Uh, but no, I was, you know, I mean, away ends are great, aren't they? I was very uh, lucky to go, and I won't go to any more because I don't want to take people's tickets. So I'm, you know, pleased for that. But uh, yeah, great volume, great people around me. Uh, I'm not a massive chanter, but obviously I joined in being away. Uh, the I can't get on board with the sharing back and forth with the Wolves fans, offering them out and commenting about doing whatever to their wives and daughters. I'm not really bothered about that personally but it's good it's a good experience and if it was cooper's last stand then i was pleased to be there certainly yeah no it was it was it, it looked it looked it looked like do you know what the fans every week the forest fans are unbelievable i know we talk about it all the time but like they've just had a five nil drubbing to fulham on wednesday and then they go to molyneux and they sing their hearts out and they're singing steve cooper songs as well which is just really nice to see um yeah, no, I, I, it looks it looks class even from here, just in, in a living room, sat there and watching it. It looks really, really good. They're, yeah, and going out of the ground, they're still chanting for Cooper. They're like, a, yeah, the fans in the game, especially the away end are hundred. I, like, I'd say they're hundred percent behind Cooper. And it, at the home games, it still feels like they mostly are. Uh, I don't know. You can't put percentage on these things. Obviously, the internet fan base is split, and that's a different different debate. It's interesting, but. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what the next few days bring. Um, we're back on Monday with uh, Temps, Emily and Fletch. And then uh, Wednesday, I'll do an interview with someone, uh, TBC. And then Thursday, match preview. And then Friday night, we'll do another one of these streams. Uh, I think it's with Mark Southerns, who was unfortunate to get the Fulham game. But he'll be back uh, for the Wolves, uh, the Wolves game, the Spurs game. So hopefully it's better. Uh, a couple of people in the comments saying they came and spoke to me today, which is great. Dazzler. Uh, loads of times, nice, you know, people come up to you and say hi. That's great. So, uh, yeah, very grateful for the support for everyone so far. Uh, thanks for everyone in the comments as ever. Chris, thank you very much. No, thanks a million for, for having me again. And uh, I just want to give one big shout out to the Toronto Trickies. Um, when I was living over in Canada, they were where I watched most of the games. Um, and they're, they're having their Christmas party tonight. So at least they're not um, drowning their sorrows to a loss. They have a little bit to celebrate. So big shout out to the, the Toronto Trickies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, enjoy the next few days, everyone. Thanks for joining us tonight. See you on Monday. And like I say, if you can, uh, do us a favour, like and subscribe. Uh, leave us a good review on iTunes, anything like that. Spotify, uh, spread the word. It's been a great first week. And uh, at least it's ended on a good note. Uh, a positive, a good performance, a good point. We could have won. And now we move on into next week. But like I say, have a good weekend, a good few days, and we shall see you soon. Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.